Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. Well, it's Monday, so let's look ahead to the week and what's coming up in the next few days. And we do have a lot to keep in mind as we see stuff coming up from Apple, also on the radar, the Chinese property market. And also in the next two weeks, we will be seeing more talk around what the Fed's going to be doing in his next FOMC meeting. So let's unpack it with Jeremy Tan. He is the CEO of Tiger Asset Management. Good morning, Jeremy. How's your Monday going so far? Hi, it's going great. Thank you for having me. Hey, let's start things off with, I think, what's going to be on the radar for many people, the Apple iPhone 15. So this is a company that is usually a stock that has um, ripple effects for many other companies as well. A bit of a bellwether as well. So we've seen some moves around Apple's stock price. Last week, it was down 3% on news that China could be banning the iPhone from being used in government offices, state-owned offices as well. And this put a pressure on Apple. But this week, we could be in for some good news. So give us a sense of what's playing out here on the Apple front. Sure. I think if you look at last week, I think Apple is down about $200 billion in terms of its market cap, down about 6%. I think the potential is that right now the Chinese state-owned entities are actually considering, uh, it's not yet confirmed, <clears throat> of a restriction of the iPhones. Uh, I think what we have seen is that there has always been this uh, tit-for-tat, this uh, US-China technological war. Since the start of the year, US has been uh, uh, launching that war against China. For the most part, I think uh, China has not retaliated um, with regards to the uh, you know banning of the advanced semiconductor exports to China and also the potential congressional ban of TikTok. But right now, we have seen is that China is starting to ramp up uh, some of that tit for tat in terms of mm-hmm. uh, starting with the ban of uh, China of uh, the micro uh, microns chips and now uh, Apple's iPhones. I think right now, I think Apple um, is um, China is actually very important uh, market for Apple. It's actually the top five largest iPhone sales uh, in terms uh, for its uh, total iPhone sales of market. I think uh, going forward, I think there is still that that uh, mistrust that governments could use that technology for geopolitical purposes. purposes. And I think at this time, uh, I think it's very uncanny that uh, you know. In the coming weeks, uh, we should see uh, iPhone 15's launch. Mm. Um, however, we do also note that this is actually a canny timing that uh, Huawei has also launched the uh, new Mate 60 Pro just before iPhone 15 launched with a new 5G processor. So I think there is still a lot of uh, uncertainty uh, with regards to the US-China technological war going forward. Yeah, in terms of um, tensions heating up, is there a sense as well that you know, China, if they tighten the screws too tightly, they might also hurt themselves because Apple makes a lot of stuff in China? Yes, definitely. I think for China, uh, right now, um, they are really uh, in a balance right now. They have a very weak economy facing with a late opening, reopening of uh, the zero COVID policy. And right now, um, facing that uh, very weak growth in terms of uh, unemployed, high, very high youth unemployment. And also the uh, weak growth coming from uh, the real estate sector. Mm. I think if it tightens further, I think it will further exacerbate the outflows and uh, the also the um, 
potential of uh, extracting uh, FDIs back into China. Yeah, let's talk about that, I guess, crisis in confidence in China. So you've got the property market, again, going through some pain. It does look like almost deja vu to some extent because we saw uh, Evergrande. Um, they were in the news not too long ago for filing for bankruptcy. Now you've got Country Garden almost going through the same journey. They just managed to pay off their interest payments last minute. So what sort of, I guess, hole are we in when you look at the property market in China? Is Are we anywhere near the bottom yet? Well, I think we haven't seen uh, enough. I think right now, the China has actually pledged to really stimulate consumption. Uh, but then we, what we have seen is that actual policy response has been quite weak. There has also been lack of uh, concrete measures. What we have only seen uh, that is beneficial for the real estate sector is actually only coming out from the marginal cuts in the uh, loan prime rates or, or the interest mm. rates. So what we have seen is subsidies and stamp duty cuts and so forth. I think this set of stimulus measures are likely insufficient to actually address the uh, very high unemployment and also the weak property markets. Uh, right now, the government is actually quite fearful that actually more aggressive fiscal or monetary stimulus is going to actually stoke the uh, rising debt problems. So I think right now, China will really need to find a new driver for its new growth model in the months ahead. Yeah, Jeremy, let's talk about what's driving China uh, in terms of uh, potential implications. When you look at the weakness in the economy, how much does the stock market play a part in that? We've seen a bit of a slump on that front. And of course, the weakness of the currency as well. How much do they play into the economy? Well, I think the stock market is actually very important. I think uh, it's one of the main uh, avenues for wealth creation. And right now, uh, exacerbated by the weakening asset prices coming out of the weak property market. That's not to mention that uh, what we have seen on the FX front, the overall wealth destruction of the Chinese, I think uh, the yuan has actually weakened to 7.34 RMB to the dollar. This is actually the 16-year low. On the back of all these capital outflows from asset price correction and also the overall confidence that the Chinese economy is really right now weaker than expected, we have seen also that exports falling by about 8.8% uh, over the last print. So I think the overall uh, interest rate differential against uh, the Chinese and the U.S. right now is going to expand uh, longer. While I think U.S. rates are going higher for longer, I think Chinese going forward is going lower for longer. And that interest rate differential is putting uh, a lot more pressure on the yuan and also the equity prices. So what we believe is that uh, while the weak yuan is going to help the exporters, I think that will actually exacerbate the companies with large dollar denominator debt, and that is actually coming out from the real estate developers. So I think Chinese government may not want the RMB to actually depreciate in a very sharp manner. I think they would still want to prevent a very sharp FX movement by fixing the UN midpoint, uh, midpoint uh, reference point. Yeah, Jeremy, just to wrap things up quickly. So you talk about difference in rate differentials. So what is going to be an outlook for the Fed's interest rate path when you look at FOMC coming up in September? We've been talking about it almost every week and it goes back and forth. And now it looks like people are trying to price in another hike this year. Well, I think um, there is still potentially another hike, but uh, on the horizon, uh, especially on the September 20th FOMC, I think the Fed will likely going to be seeing a pause and even that of uh, November. I think US CPI right now has dramatically already fallen to about uh, 3.2% as of July. That is from the peak of 9%. And we are closing in on the 2% inflation, long-term inflation, Fed's target. 
Um, what we have seen is that energy prices, uh, which account for 7% of CPI basket, I think there is a, a small risk that that will uh, see inflation risk creeping back in. But I, I think that the Fed is looking at the last few percentages of the inflation rightly, likely going to be more persistent. And therefore, they may not make a very drastic movement in the Fed fund rates going forward in the last quarter of the year. I think uh, especially um, looking at the uh, nature of the uncertainty of the U.S. economy right now, I think they don't want uh, it to sink into a hard landing or risk any more banking failures right now. All right. I've been chatting with Jeremy Tan. He is the CEO of Tiger Asset Management. Jeremy, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you very much. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.